their level of technology, I guess is how I would term it, is very different. So it seems a lot more primitive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living a Life Through Books. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today I'm doing a mini book club slash book review type episode. Myself and my good friend, Erin Beaver, are discussing the book Giver Quartet by Lois Lowry. Now, Erin has been on my podcast before, but in case you didn't hear her earlier episode, here's a bit about Erin. She's a genetic counselor, mother, and a lifelong book lover who enjoys salsa dancing, listening to podcasts, and painting. And she's trying to get me into the dystopian book universe. I think it's working, as you'll see through the discussion, since there are four books to the Giver Quartet. I'm doing this as five episodes. The first four episodes will be a summary of the first four books, respectively. And the fifth episode will be the discussion and tie-in of everything. There will be spoilers throughout this entire series discussion. And with that said, let's get right to it. This is episode two of five. So you can tell me book two. Yes, book two is Bringing Blue, right? Gathering Blue. Gathering Blue, thank you. Gathering Blue. And this book, it starts not at all in the same village. So you're in a completely different village. And when I first started listening, Mm -hmm. I could not figure out how all of this connected. And the book ended in book two, and I still couldn't figure out where all this had, um, had how it all connected together. So Jonas is not in book two. Correct. The village, like I said, is a completely different village. Uh, you can tell it is a different village because yes. their level of technology, I guess is how I would term it, is very different. So it seems a lot more primitive. And um, Kira is the main character in this book. And it starts out where uh, sh- her mother has died. Right. Oh, yes. Presumably, I mean, I took it like from um, some kind of disease. Yes. I think they said that she got like a fever or something and then just couldn't get well and and passed from that. Um, But it didn't seem to be contagious, whatever it was, because... Kira didn't get it. Right. And neither did anybody else in their sleeping quarters. Um, And because this is such a primitive village um, in this book... uh, I took it that space was, or like, yeah, I guess space, ground, was precious. Land, yes. Yeah. So as soon as her mother dies, she's basically having to fight to keep the living space that she and her mom have shared together. And um, other women are already petitioning to have her space that that her mother had owned and also for for kira to be put out to pasture essentially i can't remember what term that they use for it put out to the field or right the the other thing is that kira has a physical handicap yes she cannot walk well 
Mm -hmm. She limps. And they said in the book that when she was born, the villagers had wanted Mm -hmm. to put her down Mm -hmm. because we don't want a kid like this because the kid, a kid who's going to be weak is going to drain on our resources. Why are we spending our resources on a damaged kid, essentially? Yes, yeah. And now that she doesn't have her mother to protect her. Yes, and it sounded like originally back when when she was born, um, her grandfather had protected her. He was like a tribal leader of some kind and uh, in the village and had um, protected her, allowed her mother to keep her. And um, and Kira had done well, and she kind of, she had found a place for herself in this village in this society. Um, when it came to um, I guess sewing or embroidering or weaving type of skills is how I took it. Her mother did that as well as dyeing material, mm-hmm. um, which apparently is a very precious skill in this society. Right. Uh, and their history is recorded on a robe. Correct. That her mother had spent a lot of time. I maintaining, refurbishing is kind of how I interpreted that. Um, so at this point, her mom's dead. Her dad has been dead since before she was born. He died in a hunt is what they called it um, before the, that she was born. And so she really doesn't feel like she has anybody to go to or anybody that's going to save her or look out for her. And then suddenly this person from the, high up in the village. Valdera. Valdera? Well, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what he was called. Not he. A oh, she. she. Remember the the woman. So Kira comes back mm-hmm. to her lodging, and the woman, uh, the big woman, the main woman. Mm-hmm. She's the meanest person. She has scars on her face and all of that. Apparently, she has scars on her face because she went out and fought the beast. Like she was. I guess, sent out of the village, but she survived and came back. Mm-hmm. So the women respect her. I'm going to call her Valdera because I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. She told Kira, you have to leave. And Kira says, no, why should I leave? All these women pick up their rocks, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to stone her. They were going to stone her, except Kira poses the question that there is a law in the land that if anyone kills another person without permission, Mm -hmm. they will be killed themselves. And so when she brings up that law, all the women following Valdera just drops their stone. And then uh, she says, the Valdera says, well, I'm going to call a tribunal. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then... In this tribunal, um, Kara or Kira ends up being uh, represented by surprisingly somebody that uh, high up um, in this society in this village that she never knew and didn't know how he really fit into her life or why he was being kind to her. Um, but he ends up standing up for her. He says that. You have talent with your hands, with the weaving and the sewing, mm-hmm. which we already, we know in the beginning of the book that Kira, when she's sewing or something, she's able to make patterns even her mother is not able to do. Mm-hmm. In a special way. I mean, like, she even talks about how 
um, her hands just kind of seem to work on their own in, in muscle memory type of a Right, thing. like she doesn't even know how, but it just happens. happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he, he, he seems to know this about her. Um, right. And so, they're, you know, she ends up understanding the connection a little bit more. He knew her mother before. Mm-hmm. Um, I even kind of took it that he may have been, um, like, had romantic interest in her mother, but her father is who kind of went out. Did you take that the same way? I, I didn't know. I just didn't know what he was mm playing at like I didn't know like I literally I didn't think about a romantic interest but I was like he seems really 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 nice Mm -hmm. and he said he went on the hunt with her father Mm -hmm. because she asked and he says oh he was killed by beasts and he's taking really good care of Kira and I just was like okay fine there was always something in the back of my mind that goes I don't know, but okay, maybe there's some, maybe there are nice people there. Why am I doubting this? Mm -hmm. And I just, no, I did not think about a romantic interest with the mother. Okay. I I don't know why, but I just got that impression. Maybe I missed something. I might have missed something too. Well, and I may have been reading too far in, but anyway. So he stands up for her, gets her actually like a way better place than where she was. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, way better. Way better position. Higher than her mother maybe even was ever regarded um, within the village. And food because and, yeah. they have to cook their – they have to, what, grow their own grow food their own, and everything. Mm-hmm. And Kira's position is she's able to get running water, mm-hmm. like cook meals right mm-hmm. there whenever she wants it kind of thing or breakfast, lunch, dinner. So And have essentially her own living space too, yes. which is not heard of. And like not just like a little place for a cot. Right, but like, right. A room in a nice in this nice large building, right? Um, so, so yeah. So, uh, and all she has to do in exchange is to maintain the garment. The garment, uh, and and eventually finds out she should be that she's supposed to add on to this garment, which holds the history of their society. Uh, gosh, okay, I don't know where to go from there. What she, she um. Well, her mother died before she learned how to dye That's right. mm-hmm. the threads. And so the guy helps her and says, I know a woman out in, like, it's like she has to walk further away from the village mm-hmm. to this cottage with this woman. And she will show you everything that you need to know about mm-hmm. dyeing threads. And the woman shows her how to dye threads and everything and the colors and the book is called gathering blue because kira asks what about the color blue and the woman says it is possible but we haven't done it for years or we've never we haven't done it forever almost and that the blue comes from a very specific plant mm-hmm. right which doesn't grow there that doesn't grow there and also Kira can't read or write mm-hmm. because it's forbidden for women. Right. So what Kira does is she, when the woman tells her, okay, this plant has to be boiled and cooled or this and that to die, she comes back and she has a friend, Thomas, mm-hmm. right, who is, uh, I guess, a neighbor in the same building. Mm-hmm. Like Thomas is repairing the staff 
to tell the story stuff and with mm-hmm. the woodworking. Yeah, he's, and he's gifted in the same way that Kira is, but when it comes to but, wood. And so Kira tells Thomas about how to die, and he writes it down. Mm-hmm. So essentially Thomas helps her with the memory, and it's really interesting because Kira's like, I kind of looked, but I looked away because it's forbidden for her to learn how to read. How to read. Right, right. And then, and also, Kira has um, a little boy that she has oftentimes, Maddie. yeah, um, cared for from mm-hmm. the village. It seems like um, maybe he came from a an even poorer family um, and, and lower um, socioeconomic right. background than her. Right. Um, and so she's taken it upon herself to help care for this little boy and so, to teach him manners, I think. Matt is Matt or Maddie? I think he goes by Matt, Matt. in this particular In this one, it's Matt. Book. And Matt, right, Matt, and he has a dog. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the dog's name. And Matt comes with the dog. And then um, she helps Matt because he's just a little kid. He's 10. Mm-hmm. And he talks funny. He's like, no, me, no me no get clean and Kira's like no we gotta wash you down me no like clean it's kind of cute like a kid yeah. who just doesn't want to take a shower or a bath and uh, so she, yeah she does take care of Matt mm-hmm. and he escorts her out to this lady's house this, this yes. old woman's house on a regular basis and um, the old woman mm-hmm. tells Kira that there are no beasts Mm-hmm. Because Kira's afraid of going alone, and she's like, "I, I, there are beasts." And the woman, the old woman, goes, "There are no beasts." And I think Kira brings it up to the caregiver, mm-hmm. and I don't know if she says the old woman said there are no beasts or whatever, but he's like, "No, the old woman, she's old." Yeah. It basically insinuates maybe her mind is going. Her mind is going, no, there are beasts. Now that I'm talking, I'm beginning to realize that shortly after that, she died. Yes. I took it that he had her killed. Okay. Because, like poisoned or something. Okay, That's because I'm just picking it up. Because I, as we're talking, I'm going, oh my God, yeah, he did have her killed then. Mm-hmm. Because she mentioned this and she, yeah. Okay, because I... Didn't pick it up when I was reading it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So he had her killed. But he did tell Kira because he does tell Kira, oh, she's not doing so well. We'll see how she does. Mm-hmm. And gives her a couple of days. And it's like, oh, poor thing. She died. Yeah. So yep. that happens. Also, they have this huge ceremony of telling the story of the village. Mm-hmm. It happens once a year. Once a year where the storyteller comes out. And sings Mm -hmm. the story of the village for hours on, Mm -hmm. right? Wearing the robe Mm -hmm. that Kira is stitching away at and carrying the staff that Thomas is working on. Mm -hmm. And that's their history. But when Kira and Thomas are in their building, they hear... A screaming child? or Yeah, a, in the middle of the night. A crying child or screaming, crying in the middle of the night. Right. And they investigate it. Mm-hmm. And they figure out that there is a little girl. 
I don't know how old she was. Three? I think three. I think she was... Two or three. She was very young. Very, very, very young. young. That she was... Was she in shackles? She was not, but they were locking her in the bedroom. She on was the locked in. No, I know she was locked in. Yeah. I wasn't sure if she was shackled or not. But so she was locked in and she was forced to sing mm-hmm. because her job was to learn the song of the oral tradition mm-hmm. of reciting the story, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of Gathering Blue, right, around there, there's the whole event mm-hmm. of the storytelling, and you have the guy who sings the song mm-hmm. comes on stage. He is in shackles. Yes. That they begin to realize that telling this tradition and repairing this, it in itself is a prison. Like, you can't mm-hmm. escape. Like, this is... Well, and the interesting thing is that whenever Thomas has told his his story, and whenever Kira tells her story, and when she starts to investigate the story of this little girl, she realizes that all of their parents have been deceased they've right. been they've died young um i think kira's mother maybe even being the oldest of the ones you know and so it seems to me that all of these children were maybe at strategic times put and this is just what i drew from it that they so were which, which also means kira's mother was killed yeah which would make sense that you know maybe some poisons and stuff would cause you to get a fever Okay. But not and, be contagious. Yeah, and all these people were, I mean, Kira, Thomas, and the little girl was essentially prisoners to mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. And it made the leadership look good because I don't think people, I mean, all these parents are dying for different reasons, right? And even mm-hmm. at really different times. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that anybody realized that there was any strategic killing of the parents so that the these children could be taken in by the high leadership of the village. Right. And it makes the high leadership look really good that we've taken in all these children who were otherwise vulnerable and would have been and left they're to... all talented. Yes. They're all very, very, very special children. Mm-hmm. And then Matt runs away mm-hmm. with the dog. Yes, he goes away. He goes away and Kira's been looking for him the whole time. She doesn't know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But then Matt returns, mm-hmm. holding on to a cloth, mm-hmm. a piece of cloth that is the color blue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he brings... This was during the ceremony. Wasn't it like during or right after the ceremony? Yeah, it was right... Because during the ceremony, she was looking. She's like, Matt has gone. It's been two days. Has anyone seen Matt? And there was this thing that where Matt was living, the people were like, well, we don't know. He's just a naughty kid. Right. And his mom had, it seemed to me, had a lot of children. Yeah, had a lot of children. Didn't really really didn't didn't care. And he was just trouble for her. Mm-hmm. So she had actually scolded him and said, go away or something. And so yeah. he, he went away. And Kira doesn't know where he is. And Kira's worried. But then Matt comes back with this blue cloth. I don't know if he has a blue flower with him or not. I don't remember. And then we find out that Matt has a surprise. Mm -hmm. 
Matt brings a gentleman with him. Mm-hmm. And I think Kira was going to call the guy who was, you know, helping her or whatever, mm-hmm. like, because the gentleman, so yeah. the gentleman's like, oh my God, I'm from, I'm from beyond and mm-hmm. all of this. He was going to, he was saying all this and Kira's like, I'm going to call my, the leader, the the mm-hmm. guy who's the head of the village and the, and the gentleman says, do not. And uh, the gentleman is blind. Mm-hmm. And he tells the story that he is Kira's father. Mm-hmm. And that he was, it was basically an attempted murder when they went on the hunt. Because the leader felt that Kira's father, maybe he felt he was too powerful or he had special powers. Uh-huh. So he didn't want him to become the leader. So he essentially killed him and tried to have him killed. Yeah, tried to have him killed, like, and let him out to die. But he is like he. I guess he thought he died, but he kind of he was still alive, and he I guess crawled and got lucky and got into this village mm-hmm. where they accepted him. Mm-hmm. And so he comes in and he tells Kira the story. And at the end of the book, he takes Matt with him, mm-hmm. and he asks Kira to come back with him. And I think it's something like, you will come back when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Or she says, I will come back when I'm ready. Yeah. And that's the end of book two. Yeah, and and I took it like she understood how corrupt the village was that she was in right but she cared a lot about the people and felt like maybe she might be in a position of power to influence things right. in another direction that's what i took it as my other question is now that we're talking what happened to thomas do we ever i don't know either i have wondered the same thing i don't do know what happened know? to him we don't know right i don't think we know what happened to thomas okay so let's go into book three Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on. Because we don't know what happened to Thomas. Or the little girl, I mean, she's just there just to show the corruption of the society. Right. But I don't think Thomas was... I personally don't feel if Thomas was only there to show the corruption of the society, he had a pretty significant role in book two. You're vested in Thomas. He helps mm-hmm. Kira read almost. Like, she learns. Yeah. So what happened to Thomas after that, I felt... Maybe Lois Lowry kind of slipped. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Because she tied most of the ends up. Okay, so yeah. book three. Yeah. Well, ha- I mean, I took... I just want one more thing about Thomas. Sure. Um, I, I do agree. Like, we were really invested in him. I think part of his purpose as a character was to show how... Because he had been taken in young by these leaders, right? Yes. And he felt differently from Kira about the little girl... I mean, he felt like it was. That was her job. Like that what, was so, right. What's like, so wrong? She's gonna have a better life here than what she would. Right. That is true. He did say, you know, no, it's fine. She's she's fine. She's just mm-hmm. she'll get used to it. I mean, yeah, she's crying now, but she'll get used to it because that used to be him. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And so I kind of took it that that was his purpose, but I don't know what happened to him. Okay. okay. And that's it for this time. The next episode should be coming out real soon. Hang tight and stay tuned to the podcast. Before you go, I have one request. 
If you enjoyed this episode or love this podcast, please tell one other person who you think would enjoy listening to my bookish ponderings and conversations. Just one. It's a simple request, and I thank you in advance for your recommendation. I have nothing else for this time. This is Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time.